Well, praise God. Uh, I am so glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Anybody else with me? Come on now. It's, I am excited. And, uh, and I can tell you just, Pastor Brenda, we can attest to God's provision and, you know, all those things. Because we've seen God just do some amazing things. You talk about your AC going out and, and uh, we had our hot water heater go out, you know. And I had no idea how much a hot water heater costs. And we're talking about a commercial hot water heater, right? And at first, I thought they were like, you know, they were really trying to get me, you know? Because uh, they, you know, the price quote, the first one I got was like $13,000, right? <laughs> and this is how my mouth dropped, right? I was like, okay, because I'm thinking, oh, 1500 2500 you know, you know, we can make it happen, you know, we can, you know, but 13000 right? So I was like, all right, maybe let me try some other people here and got some more quotes. It went from 13 up to 15, right? Everybody had this different, but, but God is just so amazing, you know, how he just provided there. I, I, I contacted one of my uh, business friends and, and, uh, and he said, well, I'm at Disney World right now. Um, let me see what I can do. And so he ended up uh, contacting some other businessmen and they ended up coming and replacing our hot water heater totally free you know i mean so god does provide i tell you i can tell you some other stories where god just kind of stepped in so believe me when that twenty five hundred dollar comes god's got you back okay i'm telling you all right because you know stuff don't last forever but we are so glad to be here uh, today to just share with you. Uh, we did share earlier uh, or towards the end of last year, and we're, we're just excited to be able to update you and share with you a little bit about missions. Amen. Missions in our nation's capital. And, uh, and so we're excited. Uh, I want to uh, kind of start off uh, with a story here. Uh, a story about uh, a gentleman that I met uh, uh, during my first time there on the mission field, when I first arrived on the mission field. And this gentleman was living in an abandoned car. Uh, he was homeless, living in an abandoned car. And, you know, he would come by the ministry center and he would want to, you know, just get what he can get. He's like, you know, hey, I need some food. Hey, I need some clothes. Hey, can I take a shower? You know, he would, you know, that's what he, he didn't want to come sit and be a part of Bible studies that we were having or anything like that. He just wanted to come and get what he could get, you know? And, um, and, 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 you know, so this gentleman would, would come and, and do those things. And, and, you know, he would come, uh, sometimes at the not so convenient time, you know, and he would come, I'd be in the middle of something and he would, you know, just want to get what he could get. You know, hey, I, you know, I need this. Can you get it for me now? Right. I need it now. And so, you know, this this kind of thing, he would come and do that. And, you know, I had to I had to talk to the Lord about him because, you know, um, you know, he just uh, he, he got on my nerves. Right. Am I the only one that somebody gets on your nerves? Uh, am I the only one? Uh, but. <laughs> You know, I'd be in the middle of something trying to do something, and, you know, I, he would want me to just turn my focus totally to him, you know. And I know what, what God's word says is to, you know, love others, is to love yourself, and, you know. And, and I said, Lord, well, how do you love somebody you don't like? 
Cause I didn't like the way he just came and messed my thing up, and you know. But I, 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 I but God just really worked in me as I, you know, started to seek what He wanted for this gentleman, and and I had to start looking at him uh, through God's eyes, and and how God had a plan and purpose for his life, and and so you know. But he didn't want to have anything to do with God or the Bible, you know. He just wanted to take care of his own real personal needs and um and so that kind of engagement uh went on for six years for six years and because i said okay lord uh, uh we're gonna we're, we're every time he comes we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what we can do you know uh, i'm gonna stop what i'm doing because i felt that god just wanted that's what god wanted for him and so every time he came we tried to meet his need and then i would always tell him hey god loves you we love you and he has a plan and purpose for your life but that went on that kind of engagement went on for six years and this was a a guy that you would say was at the bottom, he was homeless, living in an abandoned car. He was on alcohol and drugs and things like that. And, and so this was somebody that you would say was at the very bottom. Good morning. So we are Will and Kendra Stroman. And as Pastor Brenda said, we are missionaries to Washington, D.C. Um, we are missionaries to Southeast Washington, D.C., and the Marshall Heights community is where our outreach center is, and that is not where the tourists go. Um, in fact, the tourists kind of avoid our area at all costs, um, but that's where God has called us uh, because he wants to reach the people in Southeast D.C. just like he wants to reach the people in Northwest D.C. and Capitol Hill. And so we do have an outreach center there. It was a 12-unit apartment building that was donated to our ministry, and so we We've kind of converted it into our ministry center. We have a sanctuary. We have a fellowship hall. Um, we have a youth room, a kids room, a technology unit that we do uh, summer camps in. We have our offices there. And we also have four bunk units where we house our Mission DC program, which is a short term missions trip program where we invite teams from all over the country to come and spend a week with us and do what we do and share the gospel on the streets of our nation's capital. And so as Pastor Brenda said, we kind of are switching from our fall and winter programs to our spring and summer, which is a lot more outreach. Um, during the fall and winter, we do a lot more discipleship um, with the people that we reach over the summer. So that's when we do our after-school program and small groups and Bible studies and things like that. But during the spring and the summer, we really focus on outreach and evangelism. And so we have um, our stage truck. Will likes to call it the mean preaching machine. Um, but so we take that into all the different communities. And thanks to a partnership that we have with the police department, we're actually able to go in every ward of the city during the summer and share the gospel right on the streets at these community events that the police department leads. The city leads it, and they asked us to come and be a part. And um, they don't hold any restrictions on what we share, so we do a full gospel program right there on the streets, and we see people respond and give their hearts to Jesus. We have a prayer tent. We do a kid's area. We give out groceries. Um, so this summer... Uh, we just want to ask that you would continue to pray for us. Um, pick up a card, like Pastor Brenda said. We are going to be busy from here on out until fall comes. 
we have several teams that are coming uh, to minister with us. Or we have actually a group coming this week that's going to work with us for a couple of days. And then for the next two weeks after that in July, we're going to have groups staying and working with us. We have our vacation Bible school coming up, um, which is a big outreach that we do to the kids in our community. They call it camp because they don't know what vacation Bible school is. They're not raised in church. They know summer camp. So they call it camp, and they get very excited to come out, but we're able to share the gospel with them and um, just love on them uh, because they don't always get that at other places, and we're able to feed them because the neighborhood that we're in, one-third of the kids go to bed hungry each night in our nation's capital. And especially during the summer, um, that's a higher rate because they're not getting food at school anymore. We have a school, an elementary school right behind our building that is like 99% free and reduced lunch. Um, so those programs kind of end in some areas during the summer. So we always feed them when they come out to the different things that we do. But we just want to ask that you would keep us in your prayers because it's going to be busy for us. And we want to see God move. We have seen him move. But we want to continue just to pray for the hearts that he wants to reach this summer through the things that we have going on. And we want to invite you to come out with us for any of our events. And like Pastor Brenda said, for when we start our after-school program back, in October, um, you might think, oh, well, I don't have this special skill or I don't really know what I could offer. It doesn't take much to play games and to love on kids. And that's what we do. So don't feel like because you're not called to full-time ministry or you can't preach or you can't sing that God can't use you because we have a place where he can use you. So this six-year relationship with this gentleman, of course, went. But there was one day where this gentleman said, okay, hey, I want to see what's going on here, where he decided to just kind of stay and hang out and want to, you know, be a part of one of the Bible studies. This gentleman that, like I said, was at the very bottom and wanted to only get what he could get at that time, came and said, hey, I just want to hang out. It was that one day. After six years, he said, hey, I want to hang out. And so from that point on, this gentleman became, uh, just, just began to, to know God and receive God. And I can tell you now that this gentleman now loves the Lord and received Christ in his heart. Amen. And so now he's no longer homeless. We've seen him uh, get through that. We've assisted him. Uh, uh, we've also seen him. He's no longer uh, 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 addicted to drugs and alcohol. We've seen him uh, go from uh, that to even having full-time employment, which is amazing because this gentleman had a, um, a, a, a criminal record. A felony, you know, had some felonies on there. And so, uh, 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 and the, the thing, you know, when God's working, because he's, he's actually working for the city, <laughs> which is, you know, amazing with his record. And, and, and that's a whole story in itself, how God kind of worked that out. But he's, he's no longer, this is a gentleman that loves Christ and received Christ. I only think that if I would have said, well, you know, I'm too busy you know, 
come back later or you know if I wouldn't have spent time with him or I wouldn't have took that time and started looking through God's eyes you know I only think of that you know the world tells us that you know uh, the behaviors and customs of this world tell us that you know when somebody's on your nerves when somebody's messing up your mix right what do you do you kick them to the curb right you don't need them in your life just kick them to the curb you know that's what the behaviors and customs of this world would tell us but you know um, that's not what God desires God has a plan and purpose for all of us and so this gentleman you know is, is is he's an encouragement to me every time I see him because he comes over and we just have these sit down talks and he's an encouragement to me I always tell him you're an encouragement to me seeing because God gave us a front row seat to his transformation and we, you know we don't we don't have to have those you know we don't have to see results you, you, you guys know that we don't have to see results see our victory is in Christ and as long as we're doing what he's called us to do you know we're going to see that we're, we're going to have that victory you know and so but we don't have to see results you know as long as we're doing what he's called us to do there's a, a scripture that I keep in front of me uh, uh, from the very beginning of becoming a missionary it's out of 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 and Paul writes in there he says so my dear brothers and sisters be strong and steady always enthusiastic about the Lord's work for nothing that you ever do for the Lord is useless nothing so it doesn't matter. He can use it that day, the next day, the next six years. He can use it. And so I'm so excited uh, to see what God is going to continue to do in his life. And then, you know, in our community, there's, there's, there's this gentleman. His name is Mike. But it's hundreds of Mikes, believe it or not, that are in our community. And so... His transformation, in my opinion, was not even the icing on the cake, even though it was up there, right? And so his, his, his uh, ex-wife, because I talked to him and he found out that he was uh, married and he had like six kids, but his wife divorced him and all that. Um, but his ex-wife still lived in the area and she saw such a change in him that she remarried him. Come on now, you're like, that's God right there, you know? I mean, I, I, it, it was kind of interesting because I remember he gave me, he went out and got a ring, and he said, hold this for me, Pastor Will. I, I'm not ready yet, but hold this for me. I held it for like two weeks before he got the courage enough to ask his wife, to, his ex-wife to remarry him. But God is so amazing, and he gave us a front row seat to that, you know? But Mike, there's many mics out there. And so I want to encourage you guys to look for those mics and, and, and pray for those mics, not only in our community, but your community as well. So before I uh, close out here with a little uh, more uh, word here, I want to share a video with you that's going to kind of just give you a glimpse of our ministry and our community. Go ahead. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap for what he's doing in our nation's capital. 
You know, in Romans chapter 3, verse 13 through 15, and I'm going to try not to be before you long here. I know we want to stick to the summer schedule, so I'm going to move this thing quickly, okay? So in Romans chapter, 13, chapter 10, verse 13 through 15, it says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring the good news. You know, the great question here is not, will the heathen be saved if we do not send the gospel? But are we saved ourselves if we do not send them the gospel? Jesus himself gave us a simple command to go into the world and spread his message of love. You see, evangelism is spreading truth. It's not comparable to advertising or selling products. The evangelizer must understand that no one can evangelize by human skills, persuasive words, or worldly wisdom alone. I can tell you just ministering the mic, I had to have the Lord with me. He had to give me some words at times because some of the words I wanted to say to him was not gonna be nice. The evangelizer must understand that. We also need the grace of God. The Holy Spirit is the basic ingredient of evangelism. An evangelist is spreading life. Just think about how uh, uh, low and empty your life was before God did a saving work in your soul. Now realize that there are many multitudes of people that need to hear that same good news. Jesus has commanded us to do this great and honorable work, amen? See, the church that does not evangelize will fossilize. The supreme task of the church is uh, the evangelization of the world. When God loved, he loved the world. When God the Father gave his son, he gave his son for the world. When the son died, he died for the world. God's vision is for the world. It's God's business. We have to be about God's business, church. And you see, if the business of the church is not about God's business, then the church has no business being in business. That's a lot of businesses in there, right? <laughs> John R. Stout, who was a leader in the worldwide evangelical movement, said this, we should not ask what is wrong with the world for that diagnosis has already been given. Rather, we should ask what happened to the salt and the light. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, we, it says, We are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do, the, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. 
And I love this translation where it says, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Church, if there was ever a time that we needed to shine our light, it is now. You can look on the news. You can see the enemy at work, not only on that media, but in your own community. You can see the enemy at work. If there was ever a time, this is the time that Christians need to shine that light. And we need to do that by getting outside of the walls of the church building. Amen? Because, you know, in here, the prince of peace rules. But out there, chaos reigns. You see, in here, we are citizens of the kingdom. But out there, we are foreigners and aliens. In here, we, uh, the good news is known. But out there... Some have not heard yet. In here, God is love. Out there, God is mocked. In here, the cross is the power of God. In here, or out there, it's perceived as foolishness. In here, believers find refuge. Out there, the world is perishing. In here, we encourage the saved. But out there, we rescue the lost. In here, Christ cares for the church. But out there, his church cares for the needy. In here, we strengthen our faith. But out there, we put our faith in action. In here, our needs are met. Out there, we meet the needs of others. In here, the good news is taught out there the good news is spread in here is a training ground but out there is the mission field God loves the church and God loves the world so just in closing I want to invite and challenge you church to go beyond the walls and shine your light there's people in your circle of influence. There's people in your community, in your school, who are gasping for one breath of Christ's life. And you're it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that you would just continue to do a lasting work in each one of us, Lord God, giving us that boldness, Lord God, to shine your light wherever you place us, Lord God. Father, I thank you for Vienna Assembly of God, Lord God, asking you to do, Lord God, amazing things, Lord God, as they reach out to the community, Lord God. Father, we thank you for Pastor Brenda, Lord God, and all the pastors here on staff. We thank you for them. Lord, continue to work in them, Lord God. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap.